We're living through one of those changes that historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the end times continue. Uh, this episode is being recorded on the 25th of uh what is it june is it june it is june i get so confused it is june it's yeah. the summer <laughs> june july some somewhere around there it's hot yeah it's, it's hot. hot it's the hot months um yeah, it's the hot. yeah the the so this show uh the end times continue this is something that um you got a hold of me and let's just yes. talk about where this came from um okay. yeah you got a hold of me uh and yes. wanted to do something yeah, so I, I think we're both, you know, masochists, and, you know, it was just like, hey, why don't we suffer together? Uh, this will be cool. I agree with you. Um, yeah, the, uh, the, what had happened, this was, and we're going to talk about the yes. general drama and stuff like that, but that's going to be at the very end, because we got other stuff to talk yes. about. But um, at the very end, that's when that's going to come up. But at the end of Slurp Gang, when, when Slurp Gang was kind of officially over, um... You got a hold of me and said, hey, let's do a thing. Uh, we yeah. love to torture each other, and so let's do that um, and ourselves. And so uh, <laughs> this was, we had talked about kind of what we wanted it to be. And we spent quite a bit of time talking about that. We talked about yeah. sort of the tone we were going for, what exactly yes. we wanted to talk about. Um, and that conversation was, it wasn't a, a super long conversation, but we spent time on it. Yeah, it was like an hour, I think, or so. Yeah. Felt like that, just to yeah. plan out sort of what we wanted it to be. Ultimately, yeah. what we landed on was just kind of um, talking about the stuff that we wanted to talk about that was, uh, that was you know, whether it be political or philosophical or just something we're interested in. Um, it's shocking how that was the plan. Like, we're like, what's the plan? And it's like, well, let's do stuff that we want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's like, all right. Well, all right. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But have it be kind of relaxed and not, you know, very self-serious yeah. or anything like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, which I think is the, is the most honest way to do it. If we wanted to sit yeah. down and record a bunch of very serious philosophical conversations, we could. But yeah, I, I don't think people should come here expecting like a theme show, like no. as if we're going to be, you know, hitting specific themes uh, in particular. Um, it could be very, you know, variety hour um, with the show, I think. Uh, but uh, but with a consistent tone, I think. Yes, yes. There there might be a very serious conversation that happens, yes. but that's not what we're going for. This is just right. what we want to do, What whatever we want to talk yeah. about. Stream um, of consciousness type of thing, right? It might something you, we might start with some lighthearted topic and it might get uh, more serious as we go on or vice versa, you know, so it, it's uh, uh, very much just uh, be open to that. And I want to clarify because there will be someone who speculates. I'm not saying what we want to do over and over again because I, I because I wasn't able to do anything that I wanted to do on Slurp. I've got my own show. I can do I I can do whatever I want to do here yes. and on my show. So it's not yes. like I'm, I'm starved for doing what I want to do. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just got more to do with what this is going to be. Um, and it yep. is a, it was a separate thing from slurp. If you're coming here expecting slurp, Should we introduce ourselves to people oh, who don't know who we are. <laughs> fuck. You're right. How far are we into this? My recording has been like, yeah, going for eight minutes. minutes. We're probably four I minutes think, into it. I think yeah. we're about four minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
we're just like stuck in our own heads like well obviously everyone knows who we are yeah obviously i mean obviously the only people listening to this are going to be listening to see what you have to say about what about like the last couple of weeks (laughs) uh no i'm i am dino and who are you i am ace and you can yeah yeah that that's pretty much it there we go that's who we are that's our introductions i think that's actually on the website too I think I introduced yeah. this on the website. If, yes. look, if I go to T-E-T-C, the end times continue, T-E-T-C dot show. You hear that? You hear that uh, really smooth plug pl- in there? Yeah, that plug. <laughs> the plug was immaculate. It was, yeah. <laughs> if I go to T-E-T-C dot show, yes, yes, our names are there. Okay. I, I, I wasn't sure if I'd remember to do that or not. Um, Listen, sometimes we forget our own names and we need to be reminded. So yes, that's why we that happens. To, uh, that happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I. Uh, I. Um. I did though. I did want to talk about. We're going to talk about other stuff. Um. Yeah. What was there was something you wanted to talk about that was the first thing that you sent me that I thought was actually really interesting. Oh God. Um, okay. Well, I don't know if that's something we should start out with, uh, but it's certainly something I want to get to. But it was it, it was a, it, a Twitter post uh, about people lamenting the death of their um, what they see as American yeah. culture. American culture. Or, yeah. 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 Um, okay. So let's let's not let's not go to that quite yet. Let's do actually. There's big news that uh, actually we can yeah. just get that out of the way up top. So yeah, Dobbs came out, and New York Rifle and Pistol came out. Uh, New York Rifle and Pistol Two. Uh, uh, yes, one day after the other. Um, New York Rifle and Pistol uh, basically overturned sh- uh, overturned May issue uh, concealed carry. So uh, the permitting systems in states that have May issue has been overturned, and those systems must now comply with a shall issue kind of uh, system. Can you explain the difference for people? Like, what exactly is the difference when, like, the, when you get down to the nitty gritty? Uh, sure. May issue is a is a uh, licensure scheme that basically says that this if you put in to get this license, it, the state is allowed to deny you that, um, even if you comply with all other sort of technical aspects of getting it. Mm-hmm. They can say no. So a lot of this appears in uh, places with need based. Uh, restrictions. So, for example, right. if I can't articulate to the licensing board or whatever whatever organization does the that job, if I can't articulate to them, I need to carry a firearm for this reason. I am specifically fearful of this person. I'm specifically mm-hmm. fearful. I've received these threats. I have to be able to point to something. It can't just be I live in a dangerous neighborhood. It right right. It, it has to be. The, the only difference is that the state reserves the right to deny you, even if yes. you've uh, followed through all their um, their steps. Yeah. Exactly. And and shall issue is as long as you comply with the other technical aspects. So whether that requires some classroom time or some range time or whatever, as long as you comply with the other technical aspects of the uh, of of the rule, uh, they have to give you your CCW, your your concealed carry license. Yes. Right. Um. And so now, basically, May issue has been kicked. Uh, you're not allowed to have a May issue thing. Now, you can make it very difficult, <laughs> but it has to be shall mm-hmm. issue. That's one of the things that's been coming up, is everyone's acting like this is... Or a lot of the conservatives are celebrating in the streets, acting like this is going to be a... Uh, this is like going to be a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, this is constitutional yeah. carry. Like, it's going to be a knockdown to uh, the NFA, which it 100% is not. There is nothing in this case that could be used to knock down the NFA. Nothing at all. Um, 
So there's like, you know, this is not really that big a difference. It only really affects six states. Um, Every other state has shall issue or concealed carry uh, under a constitutional carry kind of thing. Oklahoma, for example, uh, has concealed and open carry. No licensure, no nothing. You can just have your gun on you, Um, which is uh, one of the reasons I'd like to go there. I want to go to there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then Dobbs was another one that came out. Uh, Dobbs is the abortion uh, decision that came down. They, yeah. so they, I, I'm on a Twitter break at the moment. I can only imagine the timeline right oh now. <laughs> when you're listening to this. People so. are openly calling yeah. Clarence Thomas the full inward. I saw that. No, dude, I saw that. That's insane. Did you? I saw those series of tweets, and it was like, wow. Like, just unbelievable it is well actually it's not it's actually it's like i have such yeah. a low standard of liberals in general <laughs> and it's actually i had to st- stop myself from saying it was unbelievable it's actually not unbelievable not this is one of the most all. believable things i've ever seen actually <laughs> so what dobbs functionally does uh is it overturns roe v wade but but the the there's a difference between overturning roe v wade and outlawing abortion Okay. Yes, these are two different things. Those are yeah. two very different things. Uh, in fact, in order to put in place a federal ban on abortion, they would have to overturn Dobbs. Oh, because right. Because Dobbs makes... Because they're saying it's just not a, a federal issue in general. Right? Yes. Uh, Dobbs is saying specifically that this is an issue for the states and their legislatures. Um, and so states that want to have legal abortion can and will, and states that do not will not. Um, yeah. And the, the this this is one of the things. Uh, I, honestly, the the finer points of the case are less interesting than the response to it. Um, mm-hmm. The Dobbs is a. Uh, by the way, Roe v. Wade wasn't even the law before. Roe v. Wade created a a constitutional right to abortion before viability, um, or it was rewritten to do so in Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which is where we actually got all the law. I was wrong. I need to come out and say this loudly. I was very wrong. In what I thought the Supreme Court was going to do with Dobbs. I thought they were going to overturn Casey and keep Roe and uphold the 15-week ban and have 15 weeks be viability. Which it's not medically, but I thought that's what they were going to do. I was very wrong. I didn't expect them to overturn Roe entirely. But I should have, because what happened at oral argument, and this happened during Planned Parenthood v. Casey as well. They basically said, if you keep a 15-week ban, you might as well overturn Roe. And the court said, okay. <laughs> and and so, so that argument basically is what sunk it. I think if you'd made a better argument to begin with. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand of like uh, legal history with Roe was that it, it's, it's premised on it, it, like in their argument for it being a constitutional right is kind of like weird. It's right? bad. You so see, you think you think now obviously the Ninth Amendment is just bastardized. So you think it, from their perspective, if they were going to try to appeal to a certain right, they might want to appeal to the Ninth Amendment, maybe. But their argument was about privacy, the Fourth Amendment, correct? Am I uh, wrong in that? What ended up happening was the privacy right ended up being what uh, and there is no privacy right. This is the thing, right. too. There is no privacy right in the Fourth Amendment. The right. privacy, privacy is one of these things that, that is considered to yeah. be, it, it comes out of what is called the penumbra. It is a right. penumbral right. That means that it yeah, is it, a right that is created by the rights created by the, by the Bill of Rights. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And it's entirely it's judicially invented. It's not fundamental. Right. And it's entirely judicially yeah. invented. Um, yes. There is no privacy right in the Constitution. So right. this idea, so this was a penumbral right, and the, that penumbral right to privacy effectively created a penumbral right to abortion. Under the, under the due process jurisprudence, which has been a, an, an absolute house of cards for 100 years, can you um, explain that a little bit? Not not to get into too much, but explain yeah, to listeners exactly what that is. For I them can. To, like, it, substantive due process jurisprudence uh, in in constitutional law is the method by which they use the due process clause of the Fourteenth Amendment to strike down or uphold uh, state regulations um, if they if they happen to strip someone of a right. So. Um, what they did, what, this goes back to the slaughterhouse cases, which is a thing that I will not get too deeply into. Um, it was a lawsuit over uh, people being forced to use specific services in a specific town. It was a monopolization. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened was they, they basically said that the Privileges or Immunities Clause of the 14th Amendment doesn't cover r- r- uh, rights <laughs> in a very strange way, and uh, specific rights. And so it basically killed the Privileges or Immunities Clause. Well, when Privileges or Immunities issues started to come up under state law, uh, in order to incorporate the Bill of Rights into, into state law, they had to come up with a way to do that. And what they designed was substantive due process, this system by which you use the due process clause and three different levels of test, uh, strict scrutiny, intermediate scrutiny, and rational basis to um, determine whether a law is overly uh, burdensome or or strips a person of a right. Okay. And and substantive due process has been a house of cards ever since because you it, it, the due process clause was never meant to support this kind of thing. That's what the privileges or immunities right. clause was for. It's kind of like how the co- commerce clause became, hey, we get to regulate every single thing within the United States borders. Exactly. The slaughterhouse cases are uh, uh, right up there with Wickard v. Filburn, which is the case that you're referring to that yeah. that that expanded um, the Commerce Clause, that, those are right up there with that. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just one of the things. Dobbs, Dobbs is one of the, Basically, what has happened is the right to restrict or allow abortion has been returned to the states. Um, it has, it, it's, it's now a state's issue. And, and what I don't understand, the response to this... You tell me what you think. Because I, I know you've been off Twitter, but you have to have seen some of this. Yeah. The 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 fact I mean, people are out there calling for like the assassination of justices and all this other stuff, and I don't really care one way or the other about that. What I find yeah. fascinating about it is these same people were just a little bit ago talking about how we need uh, common sense. What they now rebranded as gun safety laws. Right. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. I'm past the point and like past the point is a <laughs> understatement of expecting like consistency from any any group whether the left or the right on these issues you know what I mean it's like it, it's always like oh yeah you this is just a rhetorical to tool to grab power right it's a it's sort of like the thing where you know you you beg for freedom when you're not in power and then when you are in power you take away your opponent's freedom that, right that sort right. of shit uh what's the what's the quote when i'm when i'm weak i will ask you for freedom because that is according to your principles and when i'm strong i will yes. take your freedom because it's according to mine yeah yes yeah um th- that's i just find that so ugh. I, I, ugh there's no consistency to it at all um <laughs> yeah but in any case it's now a state's rights issue uh mm-hmm. kavanaugh interestingly in his concurrence 
uh, said that they are not likely because um, freedom of movement between the states is a right uh, that mm-hmm. is recognized. Um, you, they are not likely to uphold any law which would criminalize going to a different state to acquire an abortion. Right. Uh, there, there, that any law like that is likely to be struck down. So the court will probably not uphold anything like that. Um, which is very strange. Usually justices don't address hypotheticals. Right. That, yeah, I was going to mention that actually, because I, I was going to wonder, because usually they don't, they try to stay within the confines of what they're talking about and not address like fu- try not to address like future cases. Exactly. That could come up. Exactly. But this was such a big deal that I think Kavanaugh felt the need to. Um, to get uh, get in front of it essentially and try to say like look look it's yeah 100 percent. so the dobbs thing basically abortion is returned to the states that's that's that mm-hmm. is the headline there um states are free to allow it or ban it as they wish um yeah. and and uh, a federal ban is probably like i said before they would have to overturn dobbs in order to uphold a federal ban right uh, because dobbs is very explicit that this is a state's issue um, right. and so they would have to overturn what they just did in order to uphold a federal ban. So I don't think that's going to happen either. Um, right. in either case, this is definitely going to be a big midterms issue. This oh, could, yeah. this could swing the midterms. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Which if we're looking at the, if we're looking at the worst way this goes, if we're taking the long view of this and, and the worst way this possibly goes, it swings the midterms such that there is a, Majority of Democrats in the legislature, Democrats mm-hmm. take back the legislature, and right. they then expand the court, and they give Biden the opportunity to put right. multiple justices, uh, at least three probably, on the court. Do you think there's a? Do you think there's a stop to that? Like, is that like a genie out of the bottle situation? Like, if one side pa- starts to pack the court, then won't the other side say, "Oh well, yeah, oh you're gonna uh, you know change it to twelve? Well, I'm gonna change it to you know fifteen uh, or something like that." You know what I mean? Um, uh, there is no end to that, as far as I'm right. Concerned. It's just like, like yeah. uh, <laughs> once honestly, that... once you break up with as with as with as divisive as American politics has been. Um, since the Obama years, uh, th- I don't see that ending. Like, th- like you're gonna have right. a a twenty justice court by the next right. few election cycles. It's like it's like you know when you, uh, if you're buying like a package bundle, vote for this candidate and he'll get he'll award you three more plus three Supreme Court justices to your bundle yes, by now. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like. But if you yeah. pack the court with ideological leftists, um, what I mean. I'm a felon within two years after that. Oh, right. Yeah, that, that that to me is like the ultimate, you know, genie out of the bottle situation. Because it's like, you know, once they do that, it's just like, like, if you think politics is already a clown show, just wait until they start, you know, just packing the court to insane numbers. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it, it doesn't end well. It's just going to exacerbate the, like, the, the problem people have with it in the first place. It's mm-hmm. going to get worse and worse. Oh, this is the kind of thing that I was thinking too. Like, I, I mean, you look at everybody celebrating after Dobbs and after uh, New York yeah. State Rifle and Pistol and all this other stuff. And then, but you look at that, I mean, they basically just added a massive chunk to qualified immunity in that same little chunk of cases. Oh, um, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, they, there's, there is no, uh, uh, Miranda is not necessarily a right 
like mm-hmm. uh, explicitly like it's so weird the way that they decided that case but they've been chipping away at like defendants rights and all kinds of all kinds yeah. of stuff um and even and this is one of the points that i make all the time uh, or have been making i guess of late is there is no such thing as a political victory um you cannot right. have a a victory in politics any yeah. any victory quote unquote right. that you would have in politics is temporary def- definitionally um yes. Like, you can't win. Everyone right. loses yeah. in the game of politics. Right. And I'm not even positive there are, like, and, and that's not even to say, like, I think that there are ultimate victories, you know, where, you know, well, we'll be free and nothing bad will ever happen. But when you play the political game, uh, I think your political victories are much shorter lived. You're um, guaranteed uh, to lose. Yes, right. It's a, You're guaranteed yeah. to lose. This is one of the right. things I don't understand about playing it's a politics. Dilemma. Yes. Yes, this is one of the things that I do not understand about playing politics. You are guaranteed to lose at politics. Right. You can't win. You look at the most powerful right. people of their time. They all died or were killed. Right. So I, with, when most people view politics, they view it as like, well, this is just a peaceful, uh, you know, uh, resolution of people, people who have different preferences. But it's completely the opposite of that. Right. Uh, if that if that was how the process came about or how the process manifested, we wouldn't see as much turmoil with people like who become like apoplectic of, over the political process. Right. Like exactly. It, if it was really just some peaceful cooperation, we would not expect this type of volatility. I 100%. It wouldn't be nearly as volatile and it wouldn't always end in violence. Like that's the thing that any political, any political victory ultimately ends in violence. Um, and, and generally the political side loses. I mean, this is, I mean, this is just, (laughs) this is just history. There's no arguing this point. If you like, even if you want to believe that, well, we can make change on the, you know, state level, uh, all that's going to do in general, and you know, we see this like with violence in general, and why it's generally a bad move, even if you think you're justified, is that uh, it tends to embolden the other side, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so your opposition gets emboldened by your tactics, and then they will be more emboldened when they oppose you, and then it's an infinite cycle, right? It's that the constant question back. of what can you take from someone with nothing to lose eventually eventually your enemies will have nothing to lose and by that point you have everything to lose yeah so yes what are you what what's how does it end for you not exactly right it is (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah it it really is like this whole idea of like you know they're rearranging deck chairs on the titanic while it's sinking but it's it's even worse than that because they're fighting with other people over the deck chairs yeah it's exactly right they can't (laughs) even agree on where to put the deck chairs they're beating people they're beating the other people up trying to rearrange deck chairs because they're not doing it how they like it i mean this uh, was the thing the other day uh the other day i jumped into we were gonna play a video game and i jumped into the chat to play this video game with everybody. And I immediately started yelling about how I had finally been broken by Pride Month. Yes, and it oh was... God, yes. <laughs> and it was, I was at the store and I saw this white Oreo package. And I was like, holy shit, is that a new Oreo flavor? I fucking live for new Oreo flavors, man. <laughs> fucking birthday cake Oreos. I don't like mint, but the birthday cake Oreos, the, the uh, new Oreos excite me. I love Oreos. And so I go to I go over to this package and it's just a regular ass Oreo with a rainbow on the front of it and it's a white package. And I I I was 
devastated. Like, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it, and immediately everything hits me at once. Everything that's been, that was bothering me for weeks hits me at once. And I'm like, oh my god, the money is literally dying. The banks are buying up all of the investment property. The, 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 the military-industrial complex owns everything. The lizard people have won. The, the, the economy is collapsing. And we're worried about fucking Rainbow Oreos. Dean, I, I just imagine you go there and like you, you're so excited because, hey, babe, new Oreo update dropped. Yeah, and exactly. And you see and you see the packaging that, you know, has been in some warehouse for like four years that they pull out every oh, Pride Month. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and so it was in go here. <laughs> I'm yelling about it, and my girlfriend looks at me, and she goes, uh, your face just dropped when you saw that they were pride Oreos. Just regular Oreos, but pride. <laughs> like, she saw the devastation on my face. Like, that was the final straw that broke the camel's back. It, it was. was. <laughs> that was it. That was it. it. It all hit me. I was just like, the fucking the, the inflation is at its highest rate since I was born. And this is... It fucking it blew me away, dude. It fucking blew me away. Yeah. I was, I was legitimately upset about it. Not about the Oreos necessarily, but what they represented. Right. right. It's like <sighs> fake soulless, like corporate propaganda that smiles to you Jesus. as like the world burns. It's like, you know, this idea that we're, you know, you know fiddling while the world burns. That's exactly like these, right. Yeah these soulless corporations who couldn't give a shit less they just want your money but it's like they they just don't give a shit no one gives a shit really and then you know everything is collapsing and no one cares that's one of those moments that is very much like what inspired the title of the show when when something like that happens <laughs> my girlfriend was, looks at wait, me wait, 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 wait. that is how you got the idea for the show name you saw the oreos and that was just what was in your mind right when you sh saw the oreos it, it yeah my girlfriend when something like that happens, my girlfriend looks at me and goes, end times continue. <laughs> and it, no, I'm not kidding. And that's where the name yeah. of the show, like, oh, that's so why I idea. said, okay. well, yeah, well, it's a quote that she says all the time. She constantly, anytime okay. something like that happens, she looks at me and goes, end times continue. It's so true though. It's it like, is. It's 100. On it's just what it is. End times continue. There's no, it's coming. It's all coming down. And I guess, I guess if we're on the, if we're on the backside of this roller coaster, I'm going to throw my arms up and say, woo. Cause it's, it's coming down, man. There's no, way. it's like, you know, you know, that image of like Sisyphus rolling his boulder up a hill, except every time it rolls down, it flans Sisyphus and yeah, then it exactly. goes up another, and then it goes up another ravine and comes back and hits yeah. him again. And Sisyphus then it just keeps pushing going. a boulder up a half pipe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It just keeps this fucking smashing him in the face, grinding him into the dirt. Exactly like, yeah, what it is. That is our reality. It's uh, the way it's like Sisyphus is like riding the boulder down the other side of the hill before he has to push it up the next one. Um, right. It's a, it's that's how it feels. It's it's it, end times. The it's it's all it's just the end. It's the end. It's the end, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll yeah, have to be fine. okay. <laughs> you know, like, you, look. You can either be happy or sad in the end, so you might as well just be happy. Yeah, exactly. You might as well enjoy yeah. it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was that. That is that broke me. That absolutely broke me. It was it was one of the worst experiences. 
and I kind of feel the same about like Dobbs and stuff, and and even even New York State Rifle and Pistol. It's like, oh, cool, shall issue, great, fucking great. You, you realize the money's dying, right? Like, you, right. I think yeah, the people. It's like yeah, you're taking a win here, but it's you know, it's like. Well, as you said, political victories are very short-lived. They have very short half-lives. Exactly. So, uh, it's you're you're taking a victory you lap. For. You're taking a victory lap in Crocs that are falling apart. Like, <laughs> yeah. fucking have at it, I guess. <laughs> I don't fucking your fucking tattered Birkenstocks on your victory lap. Enjoy it, fucking asshole. There's a briar patch right there. You're about to really, really be hurting. But yeah, I guess take your victory lap as fast as you fucking can. Jesus. Yeah. It bothers me. It really, really bothers me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Oh it's gross. Um, it, it, no, dude, it is. Um, so, there's also... Yeah. Is there I, anything you want to add to that? <laughs> yes. Well, there's not anything I want to add, but kind of in the same vein of that, I wanted to talk about that tweet I sent you. Oh, um, God. It's the worst. God. So, uh, this is a tweet... And the the title said of the tweet just it just a very short it just says this America is gone forever and it shows a collection of pictures of like Michelle Obama and George Bush hugging Barack Obama giving uh, George Senior a medal you know all just these mass murdering uh, blood soaked monsters just yep. having a good time on yeah your back, yeah right? just like yeah. It's Just, very you know, much. All, it's very much the, all cuddly and cute. It's very much the Photoshop of all those people. Uh, I, I think it's taken at Bilderberg or something like that. But it's all. Uh, it's they're all like reptilians and they're all laughing with champagne. Oh, oh it's very yes. much that. Um, yes. Yeah. It's fucking. Uh, it's like stop idolizing people who would kill you. Yeah. Please stop idolizing please. people who want to kill you. It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. These the, people are mass fucking murderers. Please stop. This America Please, is gone forever. And stop. Yeah, I I'm glad. I can I'm only hope that. Yeah, I hope that you can co that you cope and seethe in the ashes of the America you enjoy. Yeah, I hope that happens. Yep, it's the worst. The fucking neoliberal fucking establishment politicians jerking each other off. Yeah, that's the America I want to fucking live in. Jesus yeah, Christ. respectability politics, where we mass murder a bunch of children in Yemen, and then we go on TV and we, you know, we we joke about it, or we yeah, just have pretend a good it's time not happening. The other politicians, yeah. yeah. Don't you miss when your favorite, when when your mass murderer that you liked and the mass murderer you didn't like can come together and yeah. you know resolve their differences, <laughs> and they can mass murder together, Dean. Yeah, they do. We can, they generally yeah. do. It's yeah, wonderful. It's great. And then they can, and then they'll tell you everything they're gonna do for you, and then not do that. Yeah, then they can just shit on you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. rub it in your face. And then you'll enjoy it and you'll thank them. And you know yeah. what? You'll vote for them. Too. They'll piss so. on you. They'll piss on you. And it's tell you it's and they'll tell you it's nice. It's a nice rain. It's a nice drizzle coming down. They're right. pissing on your fucking head and telling you that it's raining. And you're you want you're sad that America's gone. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What the fuck ever? These people it's it's like it's like with all the uh I mean I mean, just as an example, gun control stuff. I mean Republicans yeah. Republicans go look at the fucking Senate bill that just went, got sent back yeah, to the House and right. the House voted to pass it. Like these people do not care about you, and when they tell you when they make a promise, they're lying. Yeah, it yeah. makes me laugh. It's ugh. 
Well, it makes me groan, God. and then it makes me laugh. <laughs> right, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah the, certain, the laughter comes after, like, the crippling nihilism of the situation. Oh, yeah, when that like, is Oh, passed. yeah, this is funny. Yeah. Yeah, when that's passed, then it's like, oh, this is really hilarious. It's allowed to be ridiculous. It's <laughs> clown world. Good job, good job, idiot. Keep voting for these shitheads. <laughs> yes, exactly. Vote harder. That's another thing that happened yeah. after Dobbs. That's all you're saying is vote harder. You have to vote harder. Vote blue no matter who. Everyone was like, everyone, everyone has been talking about how how this is the people who voted for this the people who did not vote for hillary it's their fault the people who stayed home right. liberals who stayed home and didn't vote for hillary this is their fault right <laughs> I, I always isn't that can we just talk about that for a second because isn't that just an amazing like mental gymnastics they can oh, pull? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like the system that you support created a huge shit storm and you're blaming other people for not like trying to plug holes in your ship with bubble gum yeah like that's the, and you're blaming the person who is like trying to take they didn't they didn't want to take their bubble gum out of their mouth and plug the hole in the boat no because it's a massive fucking iceberg you get it's the like, beatings <laughs> will continue until voter participation improves yes that's that's 100 what it is and when you're voting yeah. when you're when you're voting you're voting for more beatings right it just it's that i mean that's all it is it makes so seeing the people talking about how this is their fault right right this is yeah. the fault of people who voted third party this is the fault of people who didn't vote for hillary i just i can't comprehend and honestly I, i'm not a obviously i'm not a political political person i don't necessarily advocate voting for any any parties but you know do what you want but it, it, it's more of a thing where it's like the best case uh, to vote for a third party is to make these people cope and seize to be yeah, quite honest absolutely because when they can like cry uh in public about like how their victory was robbed by some third party it's like no no dummy <laughs> this is this is your fault and you should sit there and take the blame yourself it's no one else's fault but yours yeah well i mean it is but it's like you know you're supporting the system that's ultimately shitting on you so you know at a certain point it's like i lose sympathy <laughs> well you see it on both sides of stuff too you see people yeah. on the right who are like nominally libertarians or nominally uh like an independence in quotes or or whatever they may be and they're talking about like well but i have to vote republican in order to keep things right. from getting too bad and it's like you're just turning a rapid decline into a more incremental one right you're let's go off going the cliff to win. Two, two miles per hour slower let's oh, do that dean let's exactly. just drive off the cliff a little bit slower yeah yeah that makes the cliff yeah. safer see yeah it's one of the, it's, it, this is the thing I was saying. That I mean, we, I can, I can even understand and sympathize with that to an extent, right? Because if you're like, well, you know, I have, you know, I have a family. I don't want to get that too, you know, too quickly. I want to prepare. I can understand that and sympathize with that type of mindset, right? Just give me a few more years to prepare for some collapse. But this idea that you're going to stop the collapse is just insane. Right? It's nuts. Like, it's like, yeah. Or even that if you do have some small victory in there, that that victory is going to last. It's insanity. Right. Yeah. This, and this idea, this is what I was saying the other day when, it was, when I was saying, like, your, your great-grandchildren will appreciate your political gamesmanship while they're being loaded up on the boxcars. Like, you, you right. cannot win in the long term. Yeah. You, yeah. There is no winning for you. Right. And, you know, um, obviously, you know, we're anarchists, and I think uh, what someone would say, respond with is saying, well, yeah, but, you know, there's no vic uh, um, yeah, eternal victories in anarchism either, which I, I would agree with, but I think it's much more... Uh, it's much less uh, unstable 
uh, than let's say like like if you if we could imagine if we implicit in the fact of imagining an anarchist society it implies that the culture to a certain extent prefers peaceful resolution over violent resolution or a violent swapping of power every four years right you know what i mean well there's so no it, it's, it's the it's the violence inherent in the system that causes the destabilization that causes more people on both sides to uh um enact their policies more and then that it, it, right as soon as someone has a victory in politics that's immediately a target for the other team uh in the next four years to overturn it or to like undercut it in any way yep. um except i guess when they're uh, being bipartisan about it when they're both when they're both shitting down your throat you know then then well you know they, <laughs> that's a long usually the long lasting political victories are the ones where you lose <laughs> yes exactly well that's the kind of the thing too where i mean it's just like where uh where there's all the conversations surrounding um, this this idea of like political power, right? And that yeah. that you have to have political power in order to exert right. your will. Um, I I I think that's confusing power with authority. I well, he, yeah. Here's my thing, right? Uh, this I so this is, has been driving me nuts for a very long time, and I'm really glad you brought that up because. Whenever people say, well, we need power, because I've seen, you know, there's a lot of critiques of libertarianism that someone could make in good faith. And I'm not saying that libertarianism is just unassailable or something like that. Oh, but no, especially, I, I, especially establishment libertarianism. Is yes, an embarrassment. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but uh, there's been like a lot of people who I, I feel like are taking trying to dunk on libertarianism in a very cheap way by just like changing definitions or just using a definition in a way that most libertarians don't use or don't subscribe to and then claiming that they're the libertarians just don't understand right or something like that and and one of these terms has been power right so when so when some libertarian not look you could make the case that a lot of libertarians use power in a way that's not um, that it might not be like um, commonly held to. And that's 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 a fair critique, I guess. But I, I would say that when most people who are critiquing libertarianism, they'll say that, well, libertarians, you see, they just uh, they're anti power. They don't want to hold any power. They don't want to hold any, uh, you know, and if you can't hold power, then you can't hold uh, any position. You can't defend yourself from people who would use power against you. But if we understand power just to mean the capacity to actualize potentialities, then it's like, no, there's nothing inherent in libertarianism that is opposed to that, right? You, in, the, in the very idea that, you know, the, the whole libertarian ethos, like the whole like libertarian canon in some sense is based around the idea, okay, how can we protect ourselves in a stateless society? Sure. Right. That's really like a fundamental point. And you need power to do that. So no libertarian or no like anarchist who is like well read in my view is going to like uh, th think or should think that, oh, yeah, that's actually a really good critique. It's like, no, power. It, it's not power itself that's evil. It depends on your definition, of course. But power in like a clinical sense is not evil. It's only power um arranged in certain ways that is, I, that I, is I like wrong. to that's describe the, it as the ability to exert one's will on the world. Yes. If yeah, you if yeah. you if you have the ability to exert your will on the world, you are powerful. And the more of that you yes. can do, the more power you have. I right. think that's kind of definitionally what power has to be. Yes. And I so agree. in in that system, in that belief, right, that power is the ability to exert one's will on the world, um I I I don't see power in legal authority necessarily. I I mean there can be but I do not see legal authority and power as being the same thing because despite I agree. legal authority, I can do what I want. 
No one can stop right. me. Right. Yeah. Like the and, most, I mean, like, the most they yeah. can do is imprison me. And even right. in that situation, I can do what I want. It's just, it, right. it just, you know, it depends on how dangerous it is and stuff like yeah. that. The ability to kill someone does not necessarily make you powerful. It makes right. you, it gives you the ability to kill someone, right? But, yeah, but well, power yeah. is, the ex, is, is exerting your will, right? You have to make that person, right. if, you, if you just kill someone, that's not power. That's killing someone. There's a difference between I, I, the two things. Yeah, I, I think some, I think you could still say that power. You like you need power to be able to have the potentiality to kill someone, right? You can't kill someone without exerting your will. Sure, sense. but I agree. I agree they're not the exact same thing. Um, and I agree with you that it's not the same thing as like political authority, right? So political authority is normative, right? It says right. It, it, it's like the the legal basis of what should be legal, right? When um, I say that the distinction that I'm making is that killing someone is killing someone. Power is making that person want you to kill them. Right. Yeah, that would that would definitely be a more like direct power over their will. Right. Like it, if you could actually like control them to make it so they, they wanted to be murdered in some case, you know, you're actually that that would be a literal like bending of their will. Right. Um, and yeah. that's what I mean when I say bending the world to your will. Right. Just like that. And I was and I'm saying earlier, there's no political authority. There's no political authority that can stop me from growing my own food or printing guns or. Right. Any they would that. now. To play devil's advocate here, what they would say is, of course, that, well, yeah, you can do that, but the state will still come and try to kill you, right? They'll, they'll still come and they'll still, or th at least they'll threaten to do so, um, whether uh, they actually will or not. They absolutely will threaten to do so, and my response yeah. is, I guess, go ahead and try. Right. I mean, like, and <laughs> this, this is where I would... Uh, uh, like I would agree with the uh, the point that they make, where it's like, yeah, they'll they'll absolutely still try to do these things. But I think, um, to me, why like a, a more of a decentralized, like grassroots, ground up approach to power is more likely a more like asymmetrical power is more likely to be stable than let's say political power is because um, w with the use of technology, you tend not always, but there's a tendency at the very least. To, for the individual to um, have their boundaries more protected and extended by the use of technology. The state, of course, uses technology for very nefarious reasons. But if we look at, like, let's say, uh, how the invention of the gun changed power dynamics between men and women, right? Um, you sure. obviously have a huge social change there that can't ever be undone. Um, and that is a huge win if you care about like liberty for like all people, right? If sure. you care about what's like, the people old, having the fruit. What's like, the old phrase? God God made man, Samuel Colt made man equal. Yes. Yes. Great phrase. Yeah. And it, I, yeah. I think it's true. I, I think it's generally true. And I think it's true even even in a situation where there's a legal authority that has uh, uh just like that, legal authority to use that yeah. gun against you, uh that doesn't that doesn't make them more powerful than you. It, it means right because you right. can use a gun against them. Yeah, yep, yep. At bottom, if power is the ability to kill somebody, I mean, everybody has that power, unless you right. purposefully anyway, abdicate it. They would, of course, and they would, of course, say, "Well, the state has the power to kill a lot of people, right? A lot more than you." And while that's absolutely true, um, when you tend to like war game it out. Um, like uh, I, I, there's a meme where it's like, you know, an asymmetrical guerrilla camp warfare campaign is almost impossible to defend against. 
and I think that's that's probably true. And and you know the idea of um, the proliferation of guns, for example, right? Because people will say, well, you know, what's the point of having the gun or being able to you know own the gun if the state says, well, you're not illegally allowed to own the gun? Here, yep. here's the point, right? The power from a gun comes not in necessarily using it. That's obviously an, an act of power from using the gun is using it against someone, but it's also the power to make a person second guess themselves, right? Yeah. Um, every time a cop, if a cop is about to bust down someone's door, if they take a moment of hesitation to second guess their actions or the state to create a law that will send their you know cops in danger or something, if they can second guess for just a moment, that is power that comes from the gun, albeit not directly. Yeah. Um, and that that is it's that um, almost psychological power um, that stops people from, you know, um, encroaching further. Because yeah, we can say, yeah, the state, look, it's obviously true. I do think to a certain extent, people play up the use of, oh, you know, especially in conservative circles, they play up those, well, you know, I have my gun. What do I have to worry about? Well, you know, you do have to worry about the state. Sure. And I think, you know, sometimes they can play up this idea that, well, no tyranny will happen or ha- will happen as long as we have the Second Amendment, which I think is just a backwards way of looking it, at it's it. Just, no, it's, it's not, not the Second even, Amendment. It's the guns. It's, it's, it's not <laughs> directly not the case at all. Like it's. <laughs> yeah. It's just like no it's not yeah it's your power to have guns it's your uh, and and even if you're not going to use them bluff like you would use them yeah you know 100 well this is uh, the thing too i mean this is part of the point of of this idea that political victory is is inherently uh, uh temporary is that every bad political outcome for you you must operate under the assumption that it will happen Um, failure to do so means you will miss it when it does or you will, or you will go along with it when it does such that it won't matter what you have to say about it. Yeah. Like the, the, the idea that, that you, that you can avoid a bad outcome in politics is insane. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, just like with the the example earlier about like, you know, the the creation of the gun, how that had huge social ramifications for like self-defense and for like um, like power for people who were not like as physically strong as, you know, the the top 10 percent of the strongest people at the time. You know what I mean? Right. before those people were in much more danger from power being used against them in very malicious ways and with the invention of the gun uh they have less to worry about and that's not that obviously there's no assurances or guarantees right where no no anarchist says that oh well you know once we get to anarchism then everything is guaranteed no there will always be more tyrants there will always be people who try to dominate and control others but really it's just about what type of like um social arrangement can we create that the incentives align in such a way where that is least likely to happen. Well, I mean, um, one of those incentives, and this is something that anarchists tend to avoid talking about, mm-hmm. but it, the answer to the question of what do you do with the warlord? Like when, when someone starts to monopolize violence and, and, and take that sort of role for themselves, uh-huh. what do you do with them? And anarchists never want to answer that question. I think it's because the answer is um, unpleasant. Yeah, <laughs> but the answer like, is you blood eagle them in the square, <laughs> like right. Like the answer is yeah. that person dies. You 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 align part right. of aligning those incentives is making it very clear that anyone who monopolizes violence doesn't see the next day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Now, see, here here's my my problem too. Right. Is that like a lot of these people I think who are criticizing well the libertarians just don't believe in using power. Um, well, for one, I, 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 that depends on your definition of power, obviously. It's sure. not, uh, 
it's not necessarily a definition I would hold to. If they, by power, they just mean like political authority in the sense of, you know, using the state. Well, yeah, then I do, I would have some issues, both, you know, principled and practical, practically speaking. Sure. But ultimately, ultimately though, uh, like, no, that, yeah, the idea that anarchists are just going to sit by and just like let something happen. It's like, well, maybe certain individual anarchists will, maybe certain individual anarchists will just, you know, sit by and they won't do anything. But there's nothing in anarchism inherently that says you must sit by and let, you know. No, it's not a pacifist. It's not a pacifist belief system. There's nothing pacifist about anarchism. Anarchism is is accepting. At times, anarchism can be very violent, justifiably. And it must be. I mean, the part of you have to be willing. Part of part of anarchism necessitates violence. You 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 must be violent. You have to violently defend yourself if need be. In order for the social system that is anarchism to uh, to function in any way, you you have to be willing to use violence, at least in defense of yourself, uh, uh, perhaps and ideally in defense of your neighbors as well. You have to be willing to do that, because otherwise there is no yep. otwise it's uh, there's no. I mean, there's no stability guaranteed anyway, but there is no, far less stability if you're point, not willing to, need to get rid of this idea. People need to get rid of this idea that stability is possible in some sense, right? Or it's that it's an assured thing. It's possible, but it's not this thing that's ever assured or like can be legislated into occurrence. Do you also know what saying, I mean? Yeah, just like the political victory thing. It's like you, you will never yeah. win. It will never be stable ever. Right. Right. I mean, it's, uh, it's, we're, we're, yeah. we are we are hurtling through the universe, uh, through the universe, rapidly approaching entropy. There is no stability. It yes, doesn't exist. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so. Like the people confuse that, though. I want to delineate that. Yeah. People confuse that with nihilism. It's not that's not oh, to say right. that there's nothing you to know, believe in. Not. That's not to say that there's yeah. nothing to be hopeful for or that there's nothing that should matter to you. This is the problem with I, uh, people yes. who accuse uh, – both of us have been accused of being nihilists. I, I absolutely right. yeah, yeah. believe in things. <laughs> yes. Yes. There are absolutely things that are important to me. <laughs> yes. It just, happens to, it just happens to be that I don't fool myself into thinking that – I will ever, or that there ever can be any political victory for my side, yeah. whatever that happens to be. If, right. if you believe that, you're lying to yourself. And that's the thing I think a lot of people miss. So this has been something that um, has kind of bothered me recently, is that I think for some anarchists out there, or people who used to be anarchists and now have uh, gone on to something else, it seems to me that, like, and I think there's a very important distinction to be made here. There's some people who believe that, well, the anarchist society is the ultimate end. And, you know, the, they'll say that, well, the principles of anarchism that are espoused can be roadblocks to achieving an anarchist society. And my point, this is something I, I've, uh, I'm actually like writing my uh, Substack. It's not out yet, but it's, it's, it's I was going to ask what your um, next one was going to be about because you had already mentioned yes. you were doing something. It, it's touching directly on anarchism and kind of like how I see it, but it, it, it'll probably be out by the time people listen to this. I'm not exactly sure what I, I don't even know exactly which day we're uh, going to be putting this out, but when it comes this out, this should be posted. Be this should be posted, um, uh, probably on Sunday or Monday, but I am not sure when the feed's going to go up. Okay. So the, the feed okay, could go up later, out by then, but it will be out very shortly after. But basically, um, to get back to it is that, uh, some people see anarchism as basically 
the envisioning of an anarchist society, and that's not how I see it. An anarchist society, to me, is merely the outgrowth, the natural outgrowth of anarchism consistently applied, right? If right. you applied, because anarchism is a relationship, it's it's like anytime you and uh, it, anarchism ultimately distilled, in my view, is the condition of not being ruled, right? That's all it is. Yeah. So anytime two people are in an action where they're not being ruled, like they're, they're not ruling over the other person, that's an interaction, that's an anarchist interaction between them, right? Then when there's no one, is ruling them besides for the state, but that's a separate interaction. Well, yeah, um, well, the state may not even be involved. I mean, if you if you talk about, right. I mean, there's I, I use this example a lot. There was an old lady who, uh, uh, an old Mexican lady, would come to the to a, a where I work, and she would mm -hmm. sell burritos. Yeah, and it's like that's there was no sales tax on that burrito. There was right. no there's there was nothing there. If 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 I wasn't well, using the American dollar, I could use something else sale. like. Right. Yeah. They don't file their income at garage sales. So exactly. Like the IRS. So, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the, there, you can, there are me, most interactions that you have on a day-to-day -day basis are so far removed from any government involvement that they're, that the government is not even party to them. Like it's not yeah. people, people act, oh, the government was involved because they existed at the time. It's like, not really. I mean, I, there's no, right. they exist, sure, the but I ignored them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think another another point to that is, right, so a lot of people envision like anarchism is an anarchist society. And then if, if they if their envision, if their vision of anarchism is merely the anarchist society, then to them, it makes sense to say, well, if our ultimate goal is an anarchist society, why can't we just, you you know, in their view, use the state power to help get there? Right. So whatever practical reasons and arguments you come up with, that's essentially why they think, you know, you can uh, essentially get there. But to me, anarchism is not the. I'm not aiming at the anarchist society. I, I think that would be a great thing, and I think that would be helpful. But to me, anarchism is fulfilled whenever you're not re ruling someone else, right? Sure, right. Anarchism is closer to an ethos than it is a political philosophy based in you know the political realm. It has political ramifications, of course, but it's not at its foundation uh, political. I, I see it more uh, as an ethical norm. I I. I, I agree with that perspective. It's to me, it's, and I don't want it to, I don't want to just jerk each other off, but I, I, right. I, I, I think that's accurate because to me, it, it, it seems more like, again, real power is the ability to affect the world around you. And, yes. and, and I, I can do that more than a, uh, more than a person whose greatest influence is their vote. Like I, right. I, I'm, I'm absolutely capable of affecting the world around me more than that person. Like yes. if that's the most yeah. they do in an attempt to, if that's the most they do in an attempt to uh, achieve some sort of power for, uh, first of all, it's not even for themselves. It's it's for someone who they think agrees with them, maybe. Um, and secondly, it's I can I'm absolutely more powerful than that individual. I, I mean, right. I can do more. I can grow yeah. food. I can build guns. I can Certainly, work on like, a car. I can. Comparing a vote to like actually doing something in your right. local community or right. just like you're by yourself. It's building yeah, something, it's... creating something. What are you doing? What are you doing right. in furtherance of vote... in, in your pursuit of political power? What are you what are you actually accomplishing? What are you adding? In Nothing. A, in a democracy, a vote is a very marginal composite, right? It's just a composite. One vote makes up a very small composition right. of a mass of votes uh, that may affect change if you know, but then you get into like 
uh, ha- how much did this vote actually weigh in comparison to all the others when you uh, like weigh them versus, you know, what, how many, like if you like built a bunch of guns through 3D printing, let's say allegedly, uh, or someone did, and then they distributed them to like people who were at risk for violence or something who lived in, you know, neighborhoods that were really at risk. Uh, that is a much like more direct and real influence of power than uh, you know merely casting a vote. Yeah, absolutely. and I don't want to strawman people because these these other people will argue they want to do more than cast a vote. So I don't I, I don't mean to imply sure. that's all there. Sure, but, but at on, bottom, on the, yeah. I mean it doesn't matter how much money you throw at organizations or PACs or or whatever. At, yeah. at bottom, what you're doing is you're is you're trying to use a democratic process by which you think you can achieve power. Or and this is the right. thing that really gets me about it is it's not you achieving the power. It's someone who you think agrees with you, who's achieving right. the power when you when yeah. you, when you cast your vote for them. I noticed a lot of this happened. A lot of these, a lot of libertarians, um, or people who who nominally libertarians, um, sort of flipped to uh, the more conservative side when they saw yes. the public reaction to COVID. Yes, and and how willing and 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 how willing people were to um, comply. And, and, and as, as if this were, and it might, may in fact be, some kind of uh, uh, indica of the general population's desire to be led and ruled. Yes. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, yeah, no, I, I think that's right. Because I think, I, I think in general, most people would prefer safety over freedom. Freedom is often very scary, right? Yeah, and it's, it's incredibly like, frightening, it, yeah. Right. And it's like if you have the power to or if you're not power, but if you have the ability to, in some sense, like offset this responsibility off to other people, even though these people are doing horrific things, it can make you feel less responsible. Right. There's yeah. less weight on your shoulders because it's some politician. Even if you think the politicians are evil, it's those guys are being evil. It's it's not me. Right. Uh, yeah. But like because in some sense, this is the whole thing with the power dynamic is that freedom entails power. Right. If you're free, it entails you have some amount of power to be free. But I, I would so say I would go so far as to say that 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 freedom necessitates power. Yes. If you're exa- if, I agree. if you do not have some if you do not have the ability to affect the world around you, uh, the ability to impose your will on the world around you, yes. you're not free. Definitionally, I would I would say. Right. Yeah. Because you Yes. So you have to, if you want to, especially if you want to remain free, you have to have certain amounts of power, but it, that the way that power, like, and this is like, so I think you're right about the COVID thing, because I think certainly people saw, you know, well, the ma- we can't count the masses, which, you know, I would say, well, I don't know why you were, why, why did you why think you, you could, <laughs> why did you, why did you think any differently in the first place? Like, I, that's my thing is it seems like it's a bunch of disappointed people who kind of had too much hope. You know what I, I mean? I see it very much Us. that way as well. Like, it's people, they thought they could win. They thought they, right. that, like, this is the thing that, 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 that I think really kind of gets down to it is they thought they could win. They right. thought yeah. that they could turn enough people to their side that they could be victorious. And yes. again, any political victory is temporary. If you think yeah. you're going to create an anarchist political situation and that that's going to last, you're insane. Right. Right. And I mean, that's, that, no. that was never going to happen. I don't, right. I, like, I don't get it. it. <laughs> it it's like... 
here's the thing, right? Is that the state for many of these people, the state is just this psychological structure. It's not just a physical structure, but it's a psychological structure where they can offset responsibility to other people. Right. So like, the, sure. like it, it gives people a sense of ease to know, oh, these other people are handling it. And, right? and they're and they're willingly yeah. then at that There's point no responsibility. Yeah, I agree. At that point, they become willingly stupid. It's, it's one of those things where yeah. you have people who. And this is a this is, these are fascinating things. There's there's a, like on the street interviews and stuff from people um, who who will say, um, I I depend on the government to tell me what's good for me. I depend on right. the government to tell me that cigarettes are bad for me and yeah. that you know uh, that this I don't know whatever this this uh, particular uh, brand of insulation has a carcinogen in it. Whatever, uh -huh. like like I depend yeah. on government to tell me what's good for me. Right. And, and, and that's they'll the thing, say right, that, that out loud. And we have like evidence that like obvi obviously the government does not protect you and it doesn't really care to protect you outside of keeping you alive enough to like extract resources from you. Sure. Like that's the ultimate like goal in some sense. Um, it has others, but like ultimately, right, as far as your protection goes, we, we know that obviously people would be protected uh, could be protected without the government. But it's so in, in interesting to realize that to a lot of these people, they have to hold on to this structure because if they don't, if they, because here, here's the thing, right? Government, in my view, is just the lie that there can ever be like uh, stability in a legal sense, right? There can be stability, but it can't ever, like the idea that because we have this legal structure, there is stability. That's the lie, yes. right? That's the yeah. old classic well we live in a world of disorder but the state can pull us out of disorder because you know uh we're in disorder we're in disorder and then suddenly we're in order because magic or some shit yeah well because uh, the state exists uh, that, that, that there is any that there is any 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 system any yeah. system that can be built which can impose order right uh, which is I, I, again another concept that just blows my mind. Like you can't, you can't impose order on right. anything, anything. Like, right, and, and the whole idea is like the order that does exist is o almost often spontaneous, right? And the reason spontaneous order is superior to a forced order is a spontaneous order is actually order arisen from voluntary cooperation, which is much more stable than uh brute force it's right? transactional so, like, they, like it's yes. it's entirely transactional the only order in the universe is the transaction the idea yes. that this this uh individual or this organism benefits by transacting with this individual or organism and and that and you know right. uh, that individual organism also benefits like that that is the only yeah. transaction that is the only order in the universe that is uh, that is real is the transaction, right? Um, because like anything try, else, about... anything else is violence. Like anything else yes. is violence. And to the people who think, well, you can have violence, like you can establish order through violence. Um, like historically, this has always been the problem with the state, and this is why democracy is such a convincing lie. Is because it's it's democracy is um, uh, proposed is the first legal structure, um, politically speaking, that you know, has a peace that is peaceful. Ultimately, it's just people coming together uh, and resolving disputes peacefully. And that's that's what democracy basically is uh, presented as. It's also um, a lie. But ultimately, 
Yeah, it's, it's ultimately a lie. Because obviously, if, if you're imposing order through violence, the people who, if they had, if the if the order wasn't there already, the people who are being imposed upon are not going to be happy with that. And then you're going to open yourself up to more retaliation. So that just like weakens the stability of your order. I would entirely. say, right? so I would say the, the lie goes even... Right. I would say the lie goes even further than that. I would say that the lie is not that democracy is the, the, the lie is, well, that is one of the lies, but I would say the lie in that is also democracy as the, as the, as the first sort of legal situation, which people are, are, uh, will peacefully resolve their differences. That's not true. The first situation yeah. in which people will resolve their differences peacefully is trade. Right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that. No, it's true. The first. Because every time you have a trade, you have the choice to, like, steal and violate the other person. But if you go and be engaged in a trade, you resolved, a, you know, a, we can call it a dispute because you wanted that thing and you didn't have it. But you traded for it instead of uh, resorting to violence. Right. So, yeah. And nobody had to vote on that. Like, that's the thing is right. ultimately, I mean, ultimately, everything is commerce and everything is a commodity at bottom. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, the idea, yeah. the idea that you have, the, the idea that democracy is somehow the peaceful resolution of differences, it's not true from in a realistic sense because government is not a peaceful organization; it can never be. Um, but it's also not true even in a logistical sense because the, the really, I mean, from on a from a chronological perspective, trade has to predate democracy. Yes, absolutely. So you can't, I mean, yeah. even that's non-aggression must predate aggression. Yeah. So if people cooperate, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's exactly right. Cooperation must predate uh, democracy. Yeah. yeah. Because it, you, well, you can't develop it. This is one of my favorite things. Uh, some people argue, well, there can't be order without a state. But if you think about that real hard for just a second, you realize that, well, people had to cooperate to create the state first. So if you're saying that no cooperation could have taken place uh, in order to like for these groups to create what's known as a state, they first had to cooperate in a stateless world to create the very thing that they would later use to, you know, violate cooperation. Right, right. It's really a, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's just, it, I don't know, we could go on and on about this, but, you yes, know, it's absolutely. like shit's fucked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shit's yeah. fucked. And times continue. Yeah. So the... Um... I, I do want to say we've been going for a while now, even after the disruption. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to get into the Slurp Gang stuff and the larger sort of cultural thing that's happening there? Sure, sure. Yeah. D uh, did you have anything planned for that, or do you want me? Well, like, I was uh, just gonna you... ask you a. I was just gonna ask you questions okay, sure. because I do yeah. have questions. So I wasn't okay. party to the disagreement that led to the dissolution of Slurp Gang. Um. Okay. I, I was I was not part of was I to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea it was even going on. Um I had to figure out from I actually learned from Jay. I was talking to Jay about something. I think it was something different. And he had said, by the way, like Slurp Gang's kind of done. And I was like, oh, well, what happened? And he said, Well, there was this disagreement that went on. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was, uh, I, I was I I wanted to ask you, like, I don't uh, not about the disagreement generally, but mm -hmm. Am I correct in, in, in saying this was over the sort of um, culture war stuff that came up during Pride Month and yeah. the arguments about specifically the kids of the drag shows, I think, was the biggest one? 
Yes, that was kind of like the incident that kind of set it all in motion. Yes. Okay. And because I saw you talking to a couple of people about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 what, what, what was, what did you say that made people angry? So, the, uh, to preface, in case people don't know, right, the, um, there was uh, um, a, a story or a video that came out that showed uh, children at a drag show. Um, it was the uh, one in Dallas, was, right? It was the one in Dallas, yes, thank you. Um, and my, I, I, so I've seen art people on, on tw- uh, some people on Twitter talking about like how, well, you know, this is grooming. And I agree to get, to get it out of the way. I agree that those children should not have been at the drag show, like full stop. Oh, right? sure. Like, I agree. Like you should like in the same way that you should not take your child to like some R rated porno or something. You also should not, uh, there's certain events that you should, just should not take them to. Um, I, I don't think all drag now, I don't think all drag shows are inherently like sexualized like that in that way. So I, well, I, a lot I, of them are, oh, there's a lot of drag shows that are just kind of straight ahead, uh, actually kind of clean comedy. It's mostly just making yes, fun of women. That, um, right. right like, yeah. honestly, so, that's, that's all they're really doing at, yeah. at a lot of those. Now there are some that are very, very sexualized and this appeared to be one of those. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, basically it, it started because I, I've seen a couple people on Twitter and uh just around in general um i was seeing them talking about like how you know uh the people you know these drag uh, like in general like people who dress up in drag like drag queens uh they're essentially i i've seen some language that they were like dangerous to children inherently and i was pushing back on that a little bit um just saying that yeah like while i agree they shouldn't be at these shows i don't think like the idea that you know uh, they're inherently a danger or that we should say that a, a certain group of people within a community, let's say how, who some of them might very or, and do engage in grooming behavior. I was basically saying that we shouldn't paint with a broad brush and say that this is like some community wide problem. That was where the it's, trans thing came up. Yes. There was yes. the, there was the argument about whether the trans community is inherently grooming. And, and, and yes. to be very clear, there is, uh, and there's a, there's a board that I follow that has like over 4,000 pages documenting this shit where, yeah, yes. there, there are groups of trans people, especially on Reddit, um, who will engage in not just grooming kids. They like, they call it cracking an egg when they convince a child that the child is trans or, and they, right. and they, uh, they tell these kids how to get gray market hormones and yeah. there there's yeah. absolutely yeah. damaging shit like really damaging shit right yes i agree um and there is a, a point where it was basically a thing where it's like i'm, I'm not deny. i never denied and uh if i did if someone wants to prove me wrong they can like go back and like twitter search my feed and try to find it but i never denied that these things these instances do happen my only argument basically was that we should not paint with a broad brush and try to uh, caricatur- caricaturize um, a group of people who may not be involved in this with the same brush strokes that we would characterize uh, someone who actually did this, these acts. Um, well, sure. There are, I mean, there are absolutely, I mean, people on that board who are trans it, people who yeah. look on in horror at what's going on in yes. the subcommunities. Right. And I, so I, I think oftentimes when people uh, this is this happens on the right and the left. So like I'm not trying to say just like uh, shit on the right here, but I certainly think that just the way that humans are like kind of built, 
um, just like from an evolutionary perspective, we're more likely to uh, see things that uh, like our danger have a, we have a danger sense, right? So we're mm-hmm. more likely to consume media that we think might be threatening to us or our families or like whatever we hold dear, let's say, right? Sure. So I think oftentimes we're more likely <clears throat> to just, you know, if it bleeds, it leads type thing where if we're more likely to see things that scare us, we're more likely to buy into the fact that this may be a bigger problem. Well, it's a it kind of is. it's a kind of fear addiction that people, I think, mistake for awareness where it's yes. like I'm, I yes. am I am I am constantly Im- imbibing of this material that makes me afraid. Therefore, I am aware of danger. Yes, and, exactly. and I think that's right. not quite the same thing. And yeah, exactly. Because it's a lot like the school shooting stuff, where it's like there's there's all these school shootings. It always it's, it's happening all the time, and it's no, it's very very rare. Does it does it happen? It's just one of those things that I mean, I mean, if you racism everywhere, um, this dilutes the term racism, right? Uh, because there are actual racists out there, and they do actually bad things in the same way that there are actually groomers out there who do really bad things. Um, and I think that um, the right going around calling everyone who associated with a certain type of people groomers then I think that's going to, in a sense, dilute the term and it's going to actually cause really detrimental effects to people who actually are groomed. Well, it's the kind of thing um, where no one's going to take it seriously. I mean, yes, it, no one's going to take it seriously. You can't, you, you can't at once, um, you can't at once make the argument that people who say that all white people are racist or all, or, uh, I mean, even for example, all trans people are groomers. Sure. Like, I mean, let, yeah. let's take, let's take, for example, somebody like Amber Heard who, right. Uh, is is uh, at the very least it appears I have to be careful what I say at the very least appears is a groomer or not a groomer I'm sorry uh, uh, a, an, abuser. A, an abuser at the very least it appears that she's an abuser and she runs around claiming abuse and calling things abuse that are not abuse and that discredits other people who have stories of abuse and who who need yes. to be protected from that kind of thing the you can't at once see that reality and then also turn around right. and say that people who are not groomers are groomers. Like you can't, you have right. to be more specific than that. You have to be have to. more pointed. And also so like here, here's my thing too, right? And I, I made this very clear uh, at the outset um, in, in the argument on Twitter, which was basically like, look, there are people, there are Catholics in the church, clergy members who do actually rape children. Right. And have, um, the fact and, and who, who it, the church protected right but also to the main to my main point though is i would say that i don't think this um indicts anyone uh within like any particular individual within the catholic sphere with that except the people who did it it doesn't right? make catholic so, child rapists it, it, right. it, it means that those specific those specific people Individuals are child within. rapists, yes. and the people yes. who protected them protect child rapists. Right. And so if no individual, that, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So if no individual person is responsible for those actions of those clergy uh, of those clergy members who engaged in raping children, then it would be weird to say that the Catholic community itself has a. Uh, has a rape problem. I think it'd be more specific to say those specific people within the Catholic community within the Catholic community have a problem. But that's just that's just the same thing as saying those specific people who did the the raping yeah. did the raping, right? It's yeah. a tautology. The problem point, isn't the saying, problem isn't Catholics, thing. it's the rapists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I mean that that's the general so, that's the I I I I saw people accusing you of being okay with okay. Uh, let's, let me correct this. There was a conversation 
uh, let me rephrase what I was saying. There was a conversation that you were having with somebody who, uh, who wanted, it seemed, wanted to ban porn. I'm not sure if they said that outright. Um, they probably, they may have actually, but they the, wanted to ban dancing in public. There was one person who was saying that we should not yeah, allow. Yeah, there was one person dance. saying that. I'm not sure. I'm but I don't know about if that's that a guy. person. Okay, then never mind. Sorry. Um, I did see. <laughs> There's that a lot. Too, I argue with a lot of people, fucking, Dean. Foot, I know. I know. <laughs> footloose, fucking real life footloose. I can't. That makes me laugh. Um, yeah. but there was there was somebody who wanted to ban. I, I believe they wanted to ban pornography because of yeah. the risk that children might see it. Mm-hmm. Because kids can see pornography, or because right. certain parents might even show their kids pornography, which right. is disgusting. Um, yeah. that that might happen. Thus, porn should be banned. Right. Or that yeah, that does uh, happen. Thus, porn should be banned. Right. Um. Yeah. And then when you disagreed with that position, said that that means you're fine with kids watching porn. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember. I know what you're talking about. Now. I remember it. Yes. Yes. So, so yeah, that, uh, that's just a non sequitur. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say about it beyond that. It's like, no, I don't, I don't think parents should show their children porn, but I also don't think porn should be banned just because that might happen. <laughs> right. I, yeah. You know, like right. any other reason, I mean, a parent might fucking shoot their kid. Do we want to ban guns now? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand right. this idea. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I don't get yeah. it. Um, so there is, uh, I, 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 I've noticed this interesting cultural shift and I've noticed mm-hmm. it too. I was talking to, I want to get away kind of from specifically stuff regarding people that you were arguing with and things like that. And I want to talk. Yeah, can I, I, I do want to bring up one more thing. Oh yes. Of course. Um, it, it's just been kind of nagging me for a little bit. And I th- and you had a great tweet about this a long time ago. So I, I, I think, uh, uh, so basically like the, the argument was that I was saying that, um, when we're criticizing people, we should always do so from an individualist methodology, which is basically saying that, you know, any type of social function that we see can be explained by individual actors um, within the social function or yes. the social sphere. That's in meta, that's methodological individualism basically at, at its base. Absolutely. And um, my, and uh, some people were trying to claim that, well, me hating cops is engaging in collectivism uh, because, well, obviously if I hate police, not every police officer who, uh, goes out and shoots some innocent person. And while that's certainly true, that's not the only reason I hate cops. Well, uh, the, right? I mean, uh, like, the, the phrase isn't all cops kill people because that's not true. Right. Not all cops kill people. The, that's right. The, the, the term isn't all cops uh, are rapists because not all right. cops are rapists. The, the term yeah. isn't all cops are wife beaters. Only 40% of cops are wife beaters. Yeah, only, yeah. yeah. So we can... Allegedly. Well, yeah, sure. So the, the argument isn't, <laughs> isn't that all cops do these specific bad acts. Yeah. The argument is that all cops signed up to willingly enforce a system of law that is at base unjust. Yes, correct. And it's the fact that each individual cop does this. That is why we're saying, right? So if I say all murderers are bad people. I'm not saying I, I'm not engaged in collectivism here. I'm not engaged in some collectivist yes, methodology. I'm spelling out, I'm spelling out individual person. actions. Yes, yes. exactly. In <laughs> order spe- to be a police officer, you must have taken the individual act, the substantial, the individual substantial step of signing yes. up to be a cop, yes. going through the training and deciding this is what you wanted to do. That's right. You, vo- that's you right. did that on your own. Nobody made yes, you that's do an that individual action. And so it would they would be corrective if I said that if the reason I hated cops was because 
uh, well, you know, some cops shoot people, uh, people unjustified, which they do. And I do hate those cops individually, but that's not the base reason why I hate cops in general. I hate cops because all of them must pass through a filter where each of them commits an action that I would view as unjust, which is uh, signing up to be a cop to enforce unjustified actions in the first place. Right. They each individually do that. I'm not taking some small subset of them and painting with a broad brush. That is not what I'm doing. That has never been my opposition to police. Even the most innocent cop, the most innocent cop is probably the traffic cop, right? The cop that, that stops people speeding. All right. And at the very least they're still holding unjust money they're 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 acquiring wealth unjustly even the most innocent cop doing that it's not even the money it's the fact that they are willing and able okay to Mm -hmm. threaten the use of violence yes or in the worst cases actually use violence against people for doing something that has harmed no one which is speeding you can make the argument that it's dangerous and i agree with that but it doesn't hurt anyone it hasn't hurt right. anyone yet, right? If, you, if they hurt right. somebody, uh, fine, go after them. They hurt someone. But yeah. they haven't hurt anyone, and this person is still, just by merely having the gun on their belt, threatening that person with violence. Yes. Every cop signs up to do a job where they know they will be asked, and they sign up. The, the act of them signing up is them saying they are willing, in the act of being a cop, to... Un, to essentially enforce laws, which is their oath. When they sign up, they they you know they they go through an oath where they say, "I will enforce the laws of the state," right? And that is, and they each individually do this, and that is the reason, like cops that are is bastards. The, that That's is why, why all cops, cops are bastards. Bastard. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with each cop individually engaged in this bad act. Not every cop is dead. Right, and it's not. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Not we're not saying that. Well, because this cop engaged in bad action, therefore we're then aggregating it to oh well, because if this cop did it, all cops probably do that. Yeah, that's no. not what we're saying. No. That's not the argument. But what every so if cop you thought that was the argument, if you thought that was the argument, you just misunderstood. Yeah, you, like, don't, I don't, you don't know, know the how argument. else. Yeah, you don't know yeah. what the argument is because every cop individually agreed to enforce laws which are unjust. Every cop that's individually right. agrees to be the threat of force that the state uses to enforce yes. these laws. So you're, that's, that's, that's what makes them a bastard. It's got nothing to do with yes. fucking killing anyone. It's got nothing to do and with my, any of that. Yeah, so my whole argument ultimately boiled down, this is ultimately what I was saying, my ultimate argument boiled down to, hey, we, we should be careful about using language that would seemingly indict other people who are, who are tangentially a part of this group or share qualities with people who do bad things just because they might share qualities with that person. Um, even if those qualities themselves aren't the, the thing we're against, right. Or the, 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 right. The qualities, the groomer shares with other people who are not groomers should not indict the those people into being also groomers. You know what I mean? Like just because they hit those people who do bad things, share qualities with other people. We shouldn't therefore imply that well that means that those people are therefore more likely to commit those bad actions right exactly because that's just that that's just a correlation causation fallacy they don't they don't it just doesn't make any sense and also i mean i mean even strategically wouldn't you want those Mm -hmm. trans people who agree with you on your side 
Exactly. Yeah. It, that's also another thing, right? So even if you, right, just from a purely strategic point, it seems that we're uh, coming across as openly hostile to a certain group when we don't need to be. Yeah. And if not, if the answer to that is no, then I have to question whether it's really about kids. I have to question your whole right. motivation. If your answer to that is no, if it's just because you don't, and here's the thing, I don't care what you think about trans people. You can go around hating trans people. I don't give a fuck. Hate them all you want. I don't care. Not my business. Not my problem. Mm. But if that's your motivation, just fucking say it. Don't lie about your motivations. Right. I, I think uh, for me, it's also a thing where it's like, I, I hold to this like uh, sort of like Kantian and my uh, Kantian in the way of Immanuel Kant, this Kantian ethic of that. You should not treat people as mere uh, me. You should treat people as, as ends in themselves. The kingdom right? of ends. Right. So, yes. So ultimately, like, I, I, I think it's it's uh, sort of shitty to use certain people as uh, to infer that, well, you know, this person committed person A committed action, uh, you know, Z. And therefore, person that means that person B or per, yeah, person B committed is likely to commit action Z as well, right? right. The idea that you were going to extrapolate from the idea that well, this person committed a bad action, and then that means that this person who's like this other person is likely to commit that action too. And it's like I don't see a, I don't see a, a cause there. There's there you have a correlate, but you don't have a cause. Right. So you're sort of using these people as uh, uh, you're, you're essentially engaging in a pre-crime methodology. You're not, I'm not saying that they're saying that they're going to engage in pre-crime, but you're saying they're more likely to just because they look or share well, some quality. It's, it's very, crime. it's entirely pre-crime. It's, yeah. it's, that's entirely what it is. The idea that you can put together this subset or you can put together this set of, uh, of variables and determine that this person is, uh, is deserving of your wrath uh, right. simply because of this set of variables that is present. And it's like how the, what, what Republicans do about with, uh, like, um, um, like, um, immigration, right? Like if you yep. say like, well, 30% of the immigrant, and I'm just making up a number, by the way, I'm not saying this is true, but I'm, I'm just completely making up a number to make a point. Uh, if we say like 30% of immigrants who came here last year committed violent crime, um, that doesn't at all say or mean that 30 the immigrant the immigrants who come here next year 30 percent of them are more likely to commit crime well that does not we, at all imply no it's why we don't say that that all cops are wife beaters it's the 40 percent right. of cops who are wife beaters that are wife beaters exactly just those 40 percent who committed those actions right yeah yeah i mean that that's yeah. that it's it's just that one it's not is that does right. that necessitate that being a cop makes you a wife beater no no not at all yeah exactly but the forty percent who are are, exactly. and that's a, that is. And yeah. there's nothing unfair about that. And you can say that with the trans community too. I don't know what percentage of trans people are out here trying to groom yeah, kids. It's, it's there not, is some like, percentage. whatever the percentage is. Whatever the percentage is, it, it's just a tautology, right? Whatever it is, it is exactly. You know, but it doesn't imply that therefore being trans inherently makes someone. Uh, it means that any individual trans person is therefore more likely. To uh, and you should view them as a threat, or you should view them as more likely to like uh, sure. groom your kid. Because I don't see any causal evidence. Or well, here's the thing: even that. if you do, even if you do want to engage in that fallacious logic for yourself, yes, I don't even really have a problem with that. Engage in that fallacious logic for yourself. It's when you want to start imposing that on other people that I have a problem. It's when you want to start using that fallacious logic in order to justify violence. Mm -hmm. Then I've got a problem. 
like sure. if you, i mean I, I i have a personal problem with it just because i think it's just bad i think it's just shitty logic it's just a oh shitty it's terrible thing. logic and and it's i mean it is i mean as as far as the I mean, term I, yeah. bigotry goes i, I care less if they're not that. using the state but it's yeah. i don't give a fuck though i don't give a fuck if a person's a bigot a person's allowed to be a bigot i don't give a sure. shit my, my problem is when you start to try to impose that with law that's when i, I have a problem with it and 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 that's that's ultimately it like that's that, that's at bottom and that's what that and make no mistake that's what's being argued for in a lot of these places in a lot of these circles sure. is using law in order to enforce their own ideas um, i agree i do think my my ultimate argument kind of what kicked it off was more about like methodology about like how you come to the conclusion you come to right. i think that was that was primarily like what it set it off but it was uh but it also extended into like you know uh pre-crime and things like that of that nature sure. even if that wasn't explicitly said i think that's where their logic entails right i do want to ask you, you if you believe in yeah go ahead and i'm sorry i don't mean to cut you off um, no it's fine i i did want to ask you about this kind of cultural sort of shift that we've seen because i've noticed yeah. this i've noticed this sort of increase in conservatism from yes. mostly from like gen z and and like there's this weird sort of zoomer conservative Mm -hmm. that has developed um and that's how i see this stuff from most of the time is like young millennials and zoomers um i hadn't necessarily made that connection but you might be right yeah i i, I don't know but yeah that's who i'm seeing it from I, i'm not i'm not seeing any fucking gen xers that that takes this idea seriously i'm not seeing any any uh you know older millennials who who have these opinions i'm seeing it almost entirely from young millennials and zoomers mm-hmm and there's a couple of young, you know, there's a couple of outliers, but I, 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 I'm, I'm wondering if, okay, you said you, you said you hadn't noticed that or hadn't thought about it, right? I, I hadn't like uh, put put that together necessarily. Right? I, I, I didn't really like thought of it in that way. No, but I, I've definitely seen like the the uh, cultural turn to the right for sure. I'm seeing it mostly with young people too. To the hard right, and by hard right, I, I don't mean. Well, I mean, I'm seeing it from Nazis young people anyway. too, but I, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, it's one of those things that I, I think this is, and I was talking to my dad about the, again, my dad and I talk about this kind of shit, I guess I was talking to my dad about this the other, the other, uh, the other day. And I think I was talking to him and I said, look, I think this is rebellion. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, absolutely. The it's institutions, a, yeah. the institutions and the tastemakers and they're all, they're all very much on the left and they're all, uh, yeah. evangelical progressives who yes. have this sort of, uh, social justice ideology. Um, you know, everything is a diversity and inclusion issue. Everything is, right. a, you know, the, 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 the big corporations are all prided out yes. this fucking month. The, and every HR office has their diversity and inclusion officer and every, you know, now, I mean, to win an Oscar, you have to have a certain number of minorities on the crew of a film. Like the, 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 the way that all of the institutions are mm -hmm. leftist institutions. Yes. And so it seems to me that rebellion now necessitates conservatism yeah i think certainly there's like there's certainly like what spawned this is certainly a, like a countercultural thing or like a counter-revolutionary thing where it's like to to sort of like the counterculture it turns to the right because the left seemingly is like the face of like corporate america right now right well, the, the left is the um, culture i mean universities yes. government corporations it's all I, I think it certainly has a leftist face for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure how. I'm kind of skeptical of the idea that these corporations really care. 
You know oh, what I no. mean? Like they, I don't they don't. they're necessarily true believers. They don't. Um, no. I don't think you were implying that, but I just wanted to like get yeah. that out no, there. I agree. Right? Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I certainly think I, I certainly think that the the right is a response to the left, if that's what you like the yeah, I certainly bought mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I just find it I just find I just I just see this I just see this as rebelliousness really is mm-hmm. all I see it as and it's not yeah. necessarily I mean I'm in that sense I don't even think it's necessarily a bad thing the the idea that you're going to rebel against uh against the institutions and things like that I think is generally I, a good motivation but yeah I, so I I yes I, although I do I do one one problem I do have with it is that I think a lot of times these these corporations or these institutions might put on a certain face, or they might you know uh, go wherever the wind takes them as far as social acceptability goes and like who they're going to market to. I feel like because these corporations are kind of just like soulless and they're just like marketing to whoever they think is going to um, give them the best like you know mo- most profit or most social capital or whatever you know whatever their reasoning reasoning is. I think this reactionary movement to this. Um, can be bad because it can hurt like the people who are on the ground like like if for example if like let's say the left is uh the the corporations or corporate america is uh, you know doing some like bullshit shilling for like pride month or something right um i think it's absolutely acceptable and good to call out the fact that these people are like uh vampires where they just they don't give a shit they just want your money and they're just trying to shill to you um absolutely called out the them because they're absolute bullshitters but i think there is something to be said about a cultural shift in any direction like it doesn't have to be like uh from the right it could also be from the left and it often is so i'm not trying to like pick on the right exclusively here but i do think this is an example of what's happening where certain people on the right are seeing that the 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 left or like leftist ideals in some sense are dominating culture um, through these corporations, but I don't think it's a good thing necessarily to be reactionary to the point where you're now seeing the individual leftists who may be like who may be gay or trans or whatever, and then shitting on them just because oh well look this corporation it has your beliefs so that means that you're a part of the regime. Oh you sure, I mean? anyone I anyone think, who I believes think, that these corporations are true believers on this are are yeah naive. Deeply naive. Yes, because I feel I've seen that from some people where it's like, oh, yeah, like these, uh, you know, these gay people are also like these gay individuals are also the enemy because, look, they, the regime is backing their beliefs. They, they have the same beliefs. So obviously, you know, they're all in on it, too. And they're not, you know, uh, they don't suffer state oppression, which I think is just dumb. Uh, it's like, no, these people also suffer state oppression, just like you and me. They may, it may sure. happen in different ways, but it's like uh, it's like ultimately the state is it might just the state often pits groups against each other. And at certain times they may, you know, strategically benefit one group to get another group mad. But it's ultimately just some smoke and mirrors. And I don't think you like individual people within any group, whether you think they're being benefited from the state or not, should be the um, subject of your ire. Sure. You and and just like that, any any. Any political victory is going to be temporary. So if if the state appears to agree with one person now, give it a few years. Because they won't agree right. with them then. Yeah. I mean, it, right. it's, it's the it's, kind of thing yeah. where I, I, I find... I, I do think but there's... You but, know but, how, like, we were I saying wanna, how it's a reaction, right? Right. Uh, I do want to point out how, like, if you look at, like, if you take a long look back at history, um, why are most, like, uh, like let's say, uh, gay people or queer people in general, why are they tend to be left-wing? Well, if you look at history, um, the right demonized them and the le- and you know, Democrats did too, of course, but like <laughs> Democrats were like the least bad option they had in, in, in a certain sense. Um, or the like, 
who did not openly demonize them or were the like the first ones to not openly demonize them, let's say. Sure. Um, well, you also have the, I mean, uh, in the 80s, the moral majoritarians of the 80s, yeah. I mean, the, 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 inexorably linked the idea of conservatism with religiosity. And yes. the, the, the sort of Reagan-era conservatism where, where he activated that moral majoritarian subset and, and sort of that, that link is, is I, I think, uh, to a certain extent, that link cannot die. Like, the, the conservatism yeah. I mean, and religiosity farther, is linked right? inexorably. And it does, it does yeah, go it back is. farther than that, but, but that's the moment in history that I point to as, like, when did conservatism yeah. and religious Christianity uh, in particular, um, become sort of a dual movement as opposed to yeah. some conservatives are Christians and that might inform some of their beliefs, but it doesn't, it's not as and, necessary. Right. And this is my problem with like reactionary, like uh, reactionaryism in general, um, is, is that the, the very people who they think might, uh, benefit, like, like the left, a lot of the like gay people, uh, reacted to the right's opposition to them, and went to the Democrats, right? Right. And in the same way, now the right is uh, seeing that you know they're reacting to the left's opposition; they're going to the right. Uh, so you, you sort of see this imbalance where it's like none of these people actually care about you, right? No matter what political, no matter what like political faction you make up, if they're like if they're seemingly um, caring about you or propping you up, that's all you are to them. You're a prop. You're not actually like valuable to them. Uh, you're only valuable in the sense that they may be able to get some type of social capital from your identity. It's not anything like legitimate. No. Um, so in, in both ways, if you think if you're so, if you're a gay person who you think is, well, these people actually care about me, you're a fool. And if you're a right winger who thinks uh, these gay people are like uh, in the these gay individuals are in the regime because look at these corporations who are pandering to them. You're also a fool. Yeah. Like, no, bo it, both it, of these people are fools. That's all. However, the wind blows like that's one of those things that yes. I mean, and. and and again, I, I'll reiterate and sort of clarify a little bit. I, I, I do think that the the motive to rebel against uh, institutions that that sort mm -hmm. of instinct is a good yes. instinct. I think yes. it has the potential to lead to bad conclusions, conclusions yes, I, that are illogical or uh, unreasonable. Yes, I agree. Um, but but I do think the instinct is good. This this idea yes. that this instinct to rebel against institutions is a wonderful instinct, and Absolutely. that's one that's something that should be nurtured. But 100%. but the, the 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 conclusions that it leads to, like for example, um, the idea that well, if I if if my faction were to take over the institutions, all these problems would be solved. I, that's not true. <laughs> It's right. just a historical like to, to think yeah. that way is a historical. There's no there's no evidence at all. Um, and, and there there can be none that that any uh, victory of that sense. Again, every political victory is temporary. Politics is a loser's game for losers. They only yes. lose. You can only lose if you're playing at politics. Um, right. And that that is uh, is to me. That is the bad conclusion that this sort of rebellious nature has led people to. Is like, okay, well then, then I'll just be a monarchist, or I'll just be a, uh, or I'll just be a Republican or a conservative, or I'll just right. be whatever. It's like, well, I mean, but you see, that's folly too, and here's why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It just doesn't. It just doesn't track. 
I so my my so I, I absolutely agree. Like I think there's a lot to be gained from people who are skeptical of like institutional power, and that's something that I like. I genuinely uh, agree with like with people who are like uh, like I I agree with people who are like, hey, even if these corporations aren't violating your rights, you should be distrustful as hell to them, <laughs> right? Anyone any type of people who have institutional power, I think it's very good to like be very distrustful of. Um, I certainly think uh that as, as you said it can lead to very bad and wrong conclusions right like if, if you like extrapolate a certain aggregate of people to like be within the regime when in reality like the regime is just using them to prop them up for social yeah capital, well the regime is the regime really bad problems exactly it's a it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a it's a club that you're not a part of and like that's the right. that's the thing it's a club that none of us are a part of yeah. We're not. It's like if the regime started like pull like I, I would just ask these people, and a lot of times I don't think they're acting in good faith. But like even if they are, I, if they were, I would ask them. If the regime started using your political beliefs and started promoting them, would you then think yourself to be the enemy? Are you the enemy of you at that point, right? And that's sort of what like reactionary uh, type um, foundations lead to. It's like, well, what if the regime starts propping you up? Uh, you're if react if you're just a reactionary, then you're in quite the ideological pickle. Then, well, um. sure. Well, even then, though, I, I think about this as well. If the I think they would see that as victory. I think it would be okay. The regime oh, is I now yeah, yeah. the right. regime is now saying yeah. what I want them to say. The regime is now doing what I want them to do, and it's right. like, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, good good for you. Um, <laughs> Caesar got killed. Hitler shot himself in the fucking head. I mean, the, 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 you most, just created a, the most powerful you just created people, people. Yeah, right. Well, the most right. powerful people in the end lost. I mean, that's yeah. why I say politics is a loser's game for losers. You cannot win at politics. It is impossible. It is the it is a, an iron law of the universe. You will lose at politics. It's just a right, matter now, of time. The same the same regime that uh, em emboldened you to like want to be a reactionary the regime that's now that you're now in control of is now going to create other people who are reactionary to you and who are going to try to topple you in the same way that you feel like you toppled them. So now you're just, you've created more tension and it's, you, you've just created a new generation of reactionaries. Exactly. Which in my view just ends in like, uh, like very bad things. Now you're, now in, you're uh, there. Uh, boogeyman. Turmoil and violence. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, so it's just like, yeah, it, to me, constant, the question like, losers game, as you said. Yeah, as the question becomes okay. So how it's do a prisoners you, dilemma? It is, and it's it's a there's no there is no I just I can't uh, I don't know I can't say it enough. There's no per, there's no victory in politics. Yeah, the only and, but ultimately I, the win comes outside of politics. The win comes yes. not from playing the political game, but from yeah. developing uh, personal power. The win comes right. from. The the power uh, power it, ultimately comes down to what can you do with your own two hands, and the right. the, the broader that category is, the thing the things I can do with my own two hands, the broader that category is, the more power you have. That's the more of your will you can exert. It's simultaneously a realization of your own power and a, a humility realizing your own limits, right? Because ultimately, there are a lot of things that you cannot control that are outside of your control, but power lies in understanding what you can control, right? And sure. uh, putting your capacities in those directions. Uh, so it's like um, emboldening yourself so that, hey, I can do, I can change a lot within my local surroundings, my local area, more than I can like engaging in politics. 
And as you said, I think you're right, where it's like, that's where real power is uh, fostered and developed. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's locally and but through yourself. The ultimately the ability, uh, the ultimately the ability to exert your will in the world around you comes from what yes. you personally can do. And, and right. that is, uh, the, the, that list is limited. Like you said, it's, it's you like to realize your like own limits Highland, to a certain extent. Yeah, it's like that Heinlein quote, I am free no matter what rules surround me, right? If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. that. And, and if I and, find them obnoxious, I, I break them. But yeah. it's like you're free no matter what because you know you're responsible. It, it, it just, I don't know. I, I can't, I just don't, I have a hard time. Again, I think a lot of people's brains were broken by COVID yeah. and, and the general public's response to COVID. I think yeah. a lot of people thought, again, I, I think people I mean, I can thought, sympathize with that. I can sympathize, like, realizing that, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> that, sure. Oh, shit moment. We're screwed. Uh, oh, you that know, was that the, I, I spent hours <laughs> on the phone talking to my parents at one point during, in deep, deep, deep COVID. I spent hours yeah. on the phone talking to my yeah. parents saying, I've never seen the bars so clearly. Like I've right, never, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I've never been in a situation where I've seen the bars so clearly. Like we live yeah. in a prison, and I've never been in a situation where I can see the bars so clearly. I, there's, yeah. They're always there a little bit, but I've never seen them so plainly. And and and, and I think I think some people couldn't hack that. Right. My, my ultimate, like to, to break it down, really, and this is, goes back to what I was saying, like like the arguments I was making that was kind of like making some people upset is that ultimately like, yes, I like that you hate the regime. I like that you hate these people. That's good. That, that's really good. My only consideration that I would offer to them is that I, I would say consider that you could cause harm to people um, that are not your enemy. Mm -hmm. And uh, even if they don't believe, even if they disagree with you politically, uh, they're not inherently a part of the regime. And if you assume that these people are your enemy or you paint with such a broad brush that you turn people who are marginalized into your enemy, you've just added people uh, into a class of that are now your enemy when they didn't have to be. So and even if you believe they're we should not be extremely careful. Sure. Yeah. And even if you believe they're not marginalized, even if you believe let's let's say that that mm -hmm. you that you see. And honestly, I, I kind of think this way, actually. Uh, I think that the, the social justice sort of uh, ideology, the the uh, evangelical progressivism is driving the bus culturally and in, in the in the institutions, um, whether those institutions be governments or whatever, like, again, people lose their fucking jobs for making the wrong jokes. Um, HR departments with their diversity and inclusion stuff, whether they whether these corporations believe it to be true or not, they're giving it power mm -hmm. or some kind of authority. So I find it to be. Um, I, I don't necessarily believe that these people are, are quote unquote marginalized groups. I think they're in control right now, but let's say that you, let's say that you think like that. Let's say that you don't actually even believe that these people are marginalized. Mm -hmm. You want to marginalize them. Right. Yeah. You want to give them, <laughs> you want to give them, you want to give them the exact same feelings that you have now. The, the, the mm -hmm. feeling of being marginalized, the feeling of being victimized by culture and institutions generally. Yeah. You want to give them that feeling? Right. How angry and powerful that feeling makes you and how, how, how uh, motivating it is you want to give that to them? Mm-hmm. Seems like a bad idea. Yeah. 
<laughs> it just seems like it's not going to work for you in the long run. Um, which is one of these reasons that I laugh when people say that, that thinking along these lines is somehow, uh, somehow that is a high time preference thought. Right. It's like, are you, you're, are, how far down the road are you thinking? Because I'm thinking right, on yeah. the order of decades, and I think you're thinking on the order of a decade, maybe. Right, yeah. Like, like there's no... <laughs> just a pendulum swing. It's just going to come back and bite you. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're, you're not thinking... As far as time preference goes, and again, this is, this is kind of like the point that I made earlier, um, uh, that I've made before, you're... Your your great grandkids will really appreciate your political gamesmanship while they're being loaded onto the boxcars. Right. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing too. Right. Is a lot of people. Who, this is weird. This is like a lot of people claim that. Uh, well, you know, we can't have a libertarian society if you know we have all these high time preference activities. But to me, the ultimate high time preference activity is saying we need political power right now because we can't take the time to build a non political solution. <laughs> you know. Right. So it's like, oh, it's uh, it's interesting. Well, we've talked about that for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I think I'm gonna have to edit this together. We had we had a couple of problems, so I'm gonna have to go yeah, through and edit this. Had, uh, if it sounds like there's some awkward edits in this audio, uh we got disconnected a few times during the during <laughs> yeah. the process. So there might yes, be a my couple internet of awkward was edits. awful tonight. Yeah. yeah, it was not behaving, but that's all right. We'll cut it together and uh this should be coming out, I think, around uh around Monday probably and then i don't know when the feeds will actually be able to go live that takes some time so yeah. but that will be there and then uh ace where do you write things where where are you yeah you can find me on twitter i'm, I'm taking a break at the moment i still might be on i i'll hopefully I, I think i'll well i'll definitely like promote this when it's out but i might still be on a little twitter break um when this comes out um but you can find me at ace underscore arcist on twitter and I'm writing a new Substack article uh, on my Substack, and you can find me on Substack at acearcus.substack.com. All right. Um, by the way, just now, uh, uh, this is breaking. Um, President Biden signed the gun control bill that the, that the oh, Senate sent well. to the House. So I'll have to dig into that and see what's going on there. Uh, yeah. It may or may not be illegal for me to print guns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so I, I'm I'm Dino. You can find my stuff at Dino Files. You can find, uh, or you can find me uh, on. No, you can't find me on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. My friend is Pacing Joska. J O U S K A. Yes. Uh, yeah. And you can find my show Dino Files on Alternative Internet Radio. You can find this show's page, and uh, there's going to be other resources there. Uh, probably in the description episode and stuff like that, but you can find that at tetc dot show, tetc dot show. That is this show's website. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys. <laughs>